This radio program is PG-13. Parents strongly caution some material may be inappropriate for children under the age of 13. Set me free of the chains holding me. Is anybody out there hearing me? Set me free. Jesus' mission was to comfort those who mourn, bind up the brokenhearted, Proclaim liberty to captives and open prison doors for those who are bound. For those who want more than status quo Christianity has to offer, Blazing Grace Radio begins now. And here is your host, Mike Janung. Hey, Mike Janung here and welcome back to Blazing Grace Radio. And you heard that PG-13 warning. And so if you have four and five-year-olds in the car, then uh, you might want to take that to heart a little bit because... We're going to be delving into a topic that a lot of people are struggling with, um, but there is very few voices talking about this openly, and that topic is masturbation. And you hear me talking about pornography and masturbation all the time, but I've never done a show focused solely on masturbation before, and there are a lot of people who are men and women who are struggling with this issue. And and have you ever been to church and, I don't know, heard the word mentioned or <laughs> had a sermon on it? And But it is something we need because there are a lot of people who are bondage to this stuff. And, yeah, I know the outside world would say something like, you know, it, there's nothing wrong with it and it's good. And But I'll tell you, from the decades I've had experience helping people with this and being around others. I've never heard a person say I had a great time having sex with myself last night. But I've heard many, and we get emails from many every day saying I struggle with masturbation. I hate it. I want to get over it. How do I break free from it? And so a couple – there's not a lot of surveys out on this, but when you know that 70 to 80 percent of Men are viewing pornography. Masturbation is always connected and coupled with it. And it's not just a man's problem, not by a long shot. And the gen- the female gender, f- women, are struggling with that more and more, porn and masturbation. So those numbers continue to go up. I saw one survey recently that said that among 18 to 30-year-old females, 70% are now struggling with viewing with pornography. So you can attach masturbation to that. So this is a survey that came out in the Daily Mail in the UK, January of 2022. And the UK is the world's second largest consumer of porn. And to our shame, the US is number one. So the numbers are going to be similar with both countries. And what they said is this there was two universities that took part in this survey, and men in the UK normally masturbate an average of two to three times per week. Researchers said people were more likely to attribute the increases in porn use and masturbation to boredom and more free time. So got nothing else to do, so I think I'll have sex with myself. Men in the UK normally masturbate an average of two to three times a week, while women do so 
once a week. And then this was from a 2009 survey in the U.S. Both for both boys and girls, and we're talking youth now, engaging in masturbation was associated with greater odds of engaging in sexual relations with a partner compared to adolescents who did not masturbate. So masturbation is a doorway to promiscuity and other types of sexual issues, including oral sex, they said, partnered masturbation, and other types of intercourse. So this is a big deal that a lot of people are struggling with. This is not just a one- or two-person thing, and but it's the same thing with pornography. This is a big deal that a lot of people are struggling with. And so, you know, if this is, if this is just like 5%, maybe I wouldn't even be on the radio. But when you have three-quarters of the men in your church and mine viewing pornography and masturbating and a substantial amount of women with the same struggle, especially youth, we cannot back off from this. We have to dive in and equip people on how to break it. So a couple of – let's look at a little bit on masturbation, the act itself. I mean it's having sex with self and and so from the chemical standpoint alone – there's a hormone in the brain called oxytocin. Oxytocin acts as a chemical messenger. It has an important role in many human behaviors, including sexual arousal, recognition, trust, romantic attachment, and bonding. Bonding being the key word. One study found that some hormones are released in 400% higher concentrations during sex than masturbation, including oxytocin. So basically what happens is during sex, oxytocin shoots through the roof. So does dopamine. In masturbation, oxytocin stays flatlined. It does not go off. So it's wired into our brain chemistry that masturbation does not work. So you're really malforming your brain every time you have sex with yourself. But let's talk a little bit more about it. I mean, what is masturbation about? It's about self, sex with self. And what people don't realize is when you get caught up in this is you get caught up in me. I want an orgasm today. I want an orgasm right now. If I'm married, oh, well, my spouse isn't there. I think I'll take matters in my own hands and and go do that. But it is very damaging because what happens is sex is we bond with what we have sex with. So if we're having sex with self, there's an emotional misfire that occurs and we're literally bonding with our self. The self becomes supreme and what the self wants. And this is all so subtle. We don't understand this. So what we're doing is, and then physically, what are we doing? We're training ourselves to have an orgasm quickly, to finish quickly. So what do you, how do you think that affects the marriage bed? Now, all of a sudden, I go to have sex with, you know, we go to have sex with the spouse and we're a short story in bed. And, and then the wife can be left behind and we train ourselves that sex is just about a physical act when it is far from it. It is about physical, emotional, and spiritual connection. There is no connection in masturbation. What happens after we have sex with ourselves? There's always a sense of emptiness, loneliness, often shame. Tell me what's good about those things. 
It robs the wife emotionally and physically. You're basically stealing from your wife or your husband because, again, this is not a man thing when you're doing that because sex is supposed to be something devoted to the spouse and the spouse only. It provokes the instant gratification mentality that I have to have what I want, when I want, when I want it. And it promotes all about me. Uh, sex is about you know me fulfilling my desires and my needs. It also fires up the flesh. And as believers, that is the last thing we want is the flesh having more control and more ground in our lives. I haven't masturbated since 1998. And I can tell you what I used to, it used to make me so ashamed was that you know, I would read these stories about these awesome Christian believers, men and women, and I look at myself and my gosh, I don't even have the strength to say no to my basic urges. It was it was I felt like a hypocrite all the time. So it it really rots the character. And then it only feels good for a few seconds. We work ourselves up to that and then, you know, what are you left with? So and then some people will say, well, masturbation isn't in the Bible, so it must be okay, right? Well, if you use that logic, then storing cocaine or smoking marijuana isn't a problem because those things are not in the Bible either. But you'd say, wait a minute, there's a clear principle of a prohibition of drunkenness. And so we have to look at the principles in God's word, not just the specific areas that may or may not be there. And so... Principle number one, the only time sex is ever sanctioned in scriptures in the context of a marriage between one man and his wife. That is it. There is never, ever a time when masturbation is offered as a viable means for dealing with sexual desire. So in 1 Corinthians 7, Paul is encouraging believers to be single. And I'll read from 1 Corinthians 7, 9, where he says, But if they do not have self-control... Let them marry, for it is better to marry than to burn with passion. Remember, he's talking to single men, and if you read the context of the chapter, he's encouraging them to stay single. So if masturbation was an option, he would have said, but if they do not have self-control, let them masturbate or let them marry, because that's better than to burn with passion. That option is not there ever in Scripture. And then masturbation, another principle, masturbation is never offered as a way to deal with stress, depression, discouragement, or other emotional problems. So you're basically using a physical issue to deal with an emotional or even a spiritual problem. And so masturbation will not fix or resolve those issues. It's a counterfeit band-aid. And then when it comes to comfort, we are to receive our comfort from Christ and others, the connection of other believers. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort who comforts us in all our affliction so that we will be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort which we ourselves are comforted by God. That's 2 Corinthians 1.4. So we get our comfort from the Lord First, learning how to have a solid connection, a true relationship with him that goes way beyond head knowledge. And that's part of it. And also comfort from people, the body of Christ, the comfort they provide, and the comfort of our spouse. 
And then another principle, we are commanded in Scripture to master our bodies and their urges not to be enslaved to them. So, but, and this is from 1 Corinthians 9, 27, where Paul writes, I discipline my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified. I control my urges. They do not run my life. And the problem with letting your flesh run your life is it'll run you off a cliff eventually. And when you let masturbation run your life, you're opening that door for the flesh to have more ground in your life. God's vision for men and women is to be strong men and women of character who love their spouse, serve others, and stand for the truth, and they're spiritual warriors and fighters. It's really hard to be a spiritual warrior and a fighter when you don't have enough character strength to stand up against the urges. So how do we overcome this? On the chemical side, what they have found is to rewire the brain, um, what is effective is first exercise, consistent, vigorous exercise. So I like to hit the weights three to four times a week. And the thing about exercise is it replaces the use of masturbation or sex in any form as stress relief. Exercise is a fantastic stress relief, and it also plays a part in rewiring the brain. Abstinence rewires the brain. And then they found that meditation, which to us Christians, prayer. Prayer has a powerful effect on rewiring the body chemistry. Also, if to overcome this, you must be part of a tribe. A lot of people have tried to overcome lust, Porn, masturbation, whatever is whatever it is, you can't do that in isolation. James five sixteen. Confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. That's not an option, that's a command. That's something every believer should be engaging in. So and that's the great tragedy of the church today and what I see when I travel and I ask believers to put up their hands if they're meeting with another believer once a week. Usually only 15% at the most put their hands up. And I've seen numbers lower than that, around the 10% mark. So if if you're isolated and trying to go this alone, it's not going to work. I've been helping people for years with this, and I tried to break out of it in isolation myself. It doesn't work because isolation breeds lust and sins of all sort. And then part of it is having a perception and awareness of those sexual urges and desires, they don't last forever. And part of what we do is say, oh my gosh, this is so powerful right now. This is overwhelmingly, I got to give up. Well, it'll be tough for maybe, you know, whatever, several minutes. But as you resist and stand up and turn and connect with God or connect with others and pray, it will go away. It does go away, and you will overcome. And I have, in my books, I've written about turn and connect, which when we hit with any type of temptation, what I do is I turn away from the temptation. I don't try and fight it. I don't try and wrestle with it. I don't try and wrestle with those thoughts, lust thoughts when they come. I just look to God, say, God, would you strengthen me right now? Would you give me what I need? Um, I don't want to have sex with myself. 
or if I'm struggling with the temptation to look at women, I'll just say something like, God, help me to want only my wife, or Lord, I'm hungry for you. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Fill me with your strength. And in doing that, it cuts the temptation down to size. So turn and connect is very powerful, and prayer is very powerful. And let, let's be honest, this battle's not going to be easy if you've spent years, if not decades, which most men have and women who have before they define, decide to get help with this. So if you spent decades training your mind, your emotions, and even spiritually to turn to self-sex, there's going to be a battle involved. The enemy knows how to push your buttons. There's spiritual warfare involved. So you have to learn how to be a spiritual warrior, a prayer warrior, and you'll be on your knees a lot and in God's words a lot. But there are breakthroughs available to you and to every believer. He's given us the tools and the weapons we need and again, I want to keep going back to you've got to be a part of a tribe. You've got to be a part of a community. I meet with at least one mother man every Friday. When I say at least, I mean that's a meeting with one guy every Friday. And then sometimes I meet with other brothers during the week. And we'll be accountable with each other and support each other, what we're going through and praying with each other. That's what the body of Christ is supposed to look like and how it's supposed to function, not a bunch of isolated believers showing up on Sunday morning, checking out the performance and going home. There's supposed to be connection and community. Acts 2.42, you've probably heard me say this before, and they were devoted to what? Teaching, fellowship, prayer. Community and prayer, big ones, along with the teaching. When sexual desire hits... Remember that sex is about connection with another. Remember that it is about connection with the spouse. You are one spirit with the Lord, and he dwells in your temple. Instead of misfiring and masturbation, boldly approach Abba, who he calls himself that in Scripture, Daddy, at the throne of grace and ask for his strength and comfort. You can go to Hebrews 4.16. God, I want to connect with you right now. I'm hungry with, for you right now. Would you fill me with what I'm looking for right now? I'm hungry, hungry for comfort or stress. God, I'm going through a real rough time right now with stress, anxiety, fear, whatever it is. You go running to God. You learn to have an ongoing prayer life. As we're told in Scripture, pray without ceasing. So you want to keep that channel of spiritual communication open to the throne room of, of heaven. And the first few minutes of the pull or the urge are always the toughest. Um, it'll feel, it may feel intense, like you're going to be overwhelmed, and that's part of what the enemy wants to do is to come at you and say, oh, you just might as well give up because this is just too much for you to deal with and you, so you might as well just give in and maybe you glanced at porn or whatever and I remember that those words were, would go up through my mind you might as, you've gone this far you might as well just finish the act and no you can always hold the line and say no I'm not going any further turn off the computer walk out of the room you can start praying and praising God or shoot off a text to a brother and ask for prayer or whatever it is 
But no, you never have to keep giving more ground. You can stand firm. We read that several times in the great chapter where we're given the armor of God in Ephesians 6. Stand firm. Hold the line. You don't have to do anything. Sometimes I get hit with temptations and I just remember all I have to do is nothing. As long as I don't turn on the computer and start looking at junk, as long as I don't do anything or touch myself, I'm fine. It's a matter of standing firm and standing your ground and God strengthen me right now and God fight the battle and shut this down and God, you know, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, Lord, I'm burning right now and I don't, I don't want to go there. So Lord, help me to stand firm. Sometimes you win battles just by standing your ground and, and not looking over the cliff but backing away from it. So you also want to be discerning about What's going on in your life? Are you going through depression, disappointment, grief, loss? Are you having a hard time with a lot of stress? All those things are can build up the pressure to medicate uh, with the wrong thing, with porn or masturbation or food. A lot of people these days are using food. We live in a country where... Half the population are overweight. So I would call that food porn. (laughs) You know, if you go hit a bag of cookies or Oreos or something, that's using something else for false comfort or false love. And then I know I'm talking about masturbation, but it's a similar thing where you're getting physical pleasure to deal with a legitimate problem. So you're using an illegitimate means to deal with a legitimate need. So what is the legitimate need? Well, I'm dealing with a lot of stress, okay? Uh, How's your exercise life? Um, How's your prayer life? Are you connected with others? What is the thing you're stressed about? Can you work through that with somebody else? Talk it over with somebody else, but don't let it sit there and fester and build up and blow up and, and get a hold of you. Depression and disappointment, discouragement, um, and the enemy uses lies a lot such as God doesn't love you as you are. This is as good as it gets for you. So you might as well act out. There's no hope for you. So if you let that, if you let that junk run through your head without standing firm against it, then the battle to medicate with something like med- masturbation or food porn is going to increase and multiply. You you got to learn to watch the thoughts that are running through your mind. And if you're seeing a lot of the same lies going through your head, that's an indicator that something needs to be, those are red lights saying, I got an issue here that I need healing from. I got lies here that I've been buying into and agreeing with the enemy on. So God doesn't love you as you are. That's a stone cold lie from the pit of hell. And what did Jesus die for? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. He died for you. He loves you. That's the truth. So you have to stand against the lies and realize there's a spiritual battle, and the enemy will use those lies to try and take you down. And you've gone too far is another one of those lies. Remember that sex is not life. Sex is meant to be an expression of love between husband and wife, and that's it. But sex is not life. 
you don't need sex. You won't die without it. Some men would, I'd hear them say, I'm gonna, I feel like I'm going to die without sex. No, you're not going to die without sex. And I didn't die without sex either the times I've had to be celibate. And I'll say that my wife has had six pregnancies, and usually during those pregnancies, she don't want to be touched. So I've had some pretty long stretches of time celibate in marriage. But masturbation is not an op- option. It will only make you more miserable, more empty, and more lonely than you were before. So the more you say no to it, the stronger your character will become. You'll begin to take back ground in your life. You'll get stronger inside. You'll become an overcomer. And every one of you who are believers in Jesus Christ, you are meant and born to be overcomers and fighters. So... Thank you for joining us, my friends. I think this is an issue that needs to come out in the church because a lot of people are struggling with it. So thank you for joining me. We'll talk to you next time. Do you want to be free? Blazing Grace is a nonprofit international ministry for the sexually broken and the spouse. Please visit us at blazinggrace.org for information on Mike Janung's books, groups, counseling, or to have Mike speak at your organization. You can email us at email at blazinggrace.org or call our office in Chandler, Arizona at 719-888-5144. Again, visit us at blazinggrace.org. Email us at email at blazinggrace.org or call the office at 719-888-5144.